Good morning, uh, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. A uh, cool slash silly morning. Silly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Silly. Uh, funny. I said silly. A cool and uh, silly. Oh, I'm saying it again. Okay, my brain. That's telling me something about my brain. <clears throat> All right, a cool and chilly morning. Accompany me as I leave uh, Biar de Mazarife. Mazarife or Mazarife? I'm actually not sure how it goes. But anywho, it was a very restful stay. A uh, small village. Um, anyway, two of us. Adam from uh, Southampton in England, east, uh, west of uh, London. And uh, well, I could actually give a little description. When I entered the town a little sooner than I thought, with kind of a hard uh, touch and go kind of a day, I got tired. I ended up finding a nice tree and I crashed there. Just the energy, the bus ride, I think, kind of fucked me up. You know, kind of getting up early, doing my stuff, and then walking to the bus station, waiting and then sitting. Uh, not sure, but I seem to have that going on. So, anywho, and then, uh, you know, arriving in Lyon and linking to the Camino and then walking my way to, to here. And when I entered town, there were two albergues actually very close to each other. But this one, the, the front yard was like, there was no way I wasn't going there. So, it was just too inviting. Just very nice with chairs, lunch chairs, just, uh, anyway, wonderful. So I got in there, had an awesome shower, hot shower, uh, relaxing, did all my stuff, fixed my shorts, temporary. I think I will ask uh, Pilar, she's a lot better at it than I am when I see her, if she can fix her. Uh, uh, if she can fix, fix my shorts. And, uh, but anyway, did my stuff, exploded my backpack the first time. Actually, maybe even the first time, now that I think of it. And reorganized everything. Uh, no, did not throw away one single thing. So, you know, even though my, uh, my clothesline for, you know, to hang from one tree to the next is a lot shorter. So um, this one, I think, its days are numbered uh, before the retirement. I just don't quite see the use of it. It's too short. So anyhow, I'm going to keep it for a little while longer, though. And so, uh, I did I? No, I don't know. I didn't take a nap because I... I took a nap on the trail actually, and it was very, very nice. Under this tree, felt a little cool. The, the temperatures definitely are, are cooler here than they were up north. Um, but wonderful, it was very quiet. Uh, even though you're not in the kind of nature, you know, in that kind of lushy, uh, woody kind of uh, where you had on the north. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, it's a lot of cultivated field, it's a lot flatter, it's a lot drier than up north, but it was quiet, and it was very, very enjoyable. 
Once in a while you may hear a tractor, but overall, just very, very nice. I had a very nice rest, saw a couple of faces, pilgrims, but very quiet, the traffic. And where we stayed, I think, uh, in total, we must not have been more between the three albergues that they were. My guess would be maybe eight, maybe. So, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, you got the puppy. You got the puppy. Oh, yes. Oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. You're so cute. Yellow mama. And there is mama. He's like, you see and there is, uh, there is the owner here. Those dogs are excited. Uh, actually, yesterday I had a, <laughs> I had a similar. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is got open. They're just jumping all over. Oh my mommy! <laughs> Well, they look very happy. Anyway. So, uh, a big dorm, uh, 40, 40 beds, bunk bed, so I guess 20 bunk beds with two each. And uh, just the two of us ended up having the whole dorm to ourselves, which was wonderful. It was a very, very quiet night. I slept awesome and very long. <clears throat> and so I chatted a little bit with Adam. Like talk, you know, in the afternoon, and we had a lot more going on at dinner, which was very enjoyable. We, uh, yeah, I guess we were there almost three hours uh, with a very nice vegetarian meal, which I didn't know uh, that was going to be the case. So uh, there was a grocery store in that little village with quite a line because of. Uh, COVID, so you can only have three people, and uh, I ended up not going because I was I waited for a while, and there were like two or three people ahead of me. So anyway, I chose to fast for this morning, but basically uh, opted to to have the dinner. So it was like a like a what you call vermicelli. Uh, oh my goodness, what do you call those in English? That's the finest kind of pasta you can get in soup. Uh, anyway, I don't know what you call it. And then we had a vegetarian paella, and we had a crepe with chocolate, whipped cream, and a strawberry. So, very nice. Very, very nice. The one thing strange about an albergue, so, ah, as I was describing, was a bathroom, you know, very nice. You had, like, I think, four showers or five showers, you know, for, like, 40 people, which is, uh, that's a great ratio. And uh, three toilets, I guess. About five or six sinks. So kind of a nice setup on the bathroom. <clears throat> and uh, But uh, outside of the dorm, so you had outside, which is wonderful, with a lawn. You had a couch against a wall on a porch. But on the inside, you had no common area. So that was a little strange. Uh, and the common area, basically, where you had dinner, but on a door, you had a sign that says private. So basically, not very welcoming for uh, for you if you just want to go chill. Anyhow. So very, very, very nice. Uh, just a quiet space. 
very conducive to relaxed and did practice a little more languages and and just chill listen to some podcast and uh you know it is now it must be about 9 30 right now interesting i don't know what those guys are doing it's a weird machine interesting there are three of them no four there's a guy driving the tractor and then this thing is dumping i don't know interesting sorry about that but I have not seen that machine in action before. Uh, looks like they are active in a field. Anywho. Interesting, when I think about it, so yesterday Adam, you know, a man, the, the day before there was uh, Peter and then Ian, I mean Angela, but uh, yeah, I definitely have to recognize that on the Camino, my encounters and meaningful encounters with men are so much higher than in real life. It's like, you know, having having sifted and filtered some things, you come up with only the good stuff, and then it seems like the Camino does that out of life. And you hear men saying, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive. So... Uh, it's kind of nice to be like, wow, okay, okay, okay. Other people who not only feel that, but express it. And it is nice. You know, more gentle. I guess uh, you could say maybe more in touch with their feminine nature. I don't know. But as I was talking to, to Adam, a theme for me, which is... Okay, hold on. Tractor going by. A recurring theme is a confusion that I have about the, the fanaticism of ideology, about why, you know, that is so important, where there is that level of conviction. And, you know, specifically, of course, in the limelight of uh, recent events, the COVID and then the vaccine. And then the skepticism, cynicism, and then the, the plain outright refusal. And, uh, you know, people who do not have the base to be able to make such a stand, do it. And I'm able to justify it, but I, I just feel like it doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine. It's almost like this poster child for something else. I mean, I have talked to people who are on all kinds of ages who have those strong sentiments, some for different reasons. Some are actually afraid. They are actually afraid of the vaccine. And, and they want to wait a little more to find out, you know, how it's pinning out. So it's like, let's, let's other human beings do it. And then if it's good, then I'll do it. But if not... Uh, better them than me, uh, and in some it's a com- it's a complete mistrust in a government, in uh in those corporation, you know the the belief that they are to get us and we we're being exploited and so <clears throat> sorry, I would almost label that some kind of victimization, feeling victimized by the system, you know, rage against the machine, so. 
but it's confusing. It just, I, I don't see a return on investment that that makes any sense. It's like, what do you get out of it? You're going to get more paranoia, more mistrust, more anger, more isolation. I mean, you may have uh, within social media some way to create or to, to be part of communities with like-minded ideas. But uh, it sounds to me and it feels pretty isolating to believe so strongly in such a way. And I'm like, but why is that? You know, why? Why is that so important? And why is that valued? And why to be able to pay the price? And of course, that's my perspective because from those other people, it may not be that at all. They may not see it at all like I see it from an outsider, you know, looking in. I have no idea. But it is confusing. And so it was a nice, uh, nice exchange with, uh, with Adam. And uh, in a way, it was almost kind of like preaching to the choir, which is not that surprising that a lot of people doing the Camino are going to be more on the left yeah, side of the political spectrum, more liberal, more progressive. You know, more pro-environment, more, uh, I bet you, a higher percentage of vegetarian. Just who have a different kind of uh, um, awareness at the conscious level. And, uh, and not that that is better than somebody who might be pro-war or highly patriotic or going into the survival training, or building himself or herself a, a nuclear shelter underground. You know, it's like uh, we all have our fucked up uh, things going on. But to me, up to now, I am, I just can't relate. I don't know how to actively listen to somebody spewing what I would call garbage. To me, it's garbage. You know, the whole thing about the this debate about COVID and, you know, and fine, have a debate. But with people who are informed, with people who understand, who have interesting questions to actually for the debate, not, not somebody who through social media or through five minutes of whatever feels he's, he's capable of arguing with a PhD a scientist or virologist or whatever you want to call it. This is crazy that uh, the, the whole uh, that whole moral equivalency, which does not exist anymore, it's not even close to fair to to believe that you can to have that arrogance. It's one thing to have ideas, values, belief, but to realize that that's all that they are. That's not science. That's just your own little bias, individualistic understanding of what the world is or what you've learned so far in your life. But society is so much more than that. And it has acquired a system, however imperfect or corrupted, to approach what is, what has been, and what's coming. And people 
commit themselves, dedicate themselves to those fields, you know, to contribute. And uh, yes, once they're part of the system, the system changes them, but then which one of us has not been changed? You know, being a parent, uh, having a career, uh, what, playing sports, or whatever you want to call it, drug, sex, traveling, those things do affect you. And then and, and, and they don't change you, but the way you navigate the world, it does affect you. And uh, I can only imagine, you know, if you, my goodness, if you're going to be a doctor, you have all those years of hard training. That's even hard. For me, it's impossible to imagine. Sounds like a nightmare. It would sound like being in hell if I was to do something like that. Because I am not, I don't have that capability. Another tractor. <laughs> the guy driving the tractor on his cell phone. Ah, nowadays. And, um, And depending on the country, some incurring ridiculously ridiculous debts, and uh, you know, and then you have a family on top of that, so you have all those debts. Of course, you're going to watch for number one, like I would, like almost anybody would, and you're going to take care of that before you take care of the rest. But I'm digressing here. Why am I going there? Anyway, my point being, I just don't understand. This uh, this pertinence, yeah, this arrogance, this craziness of this irrational, yeah, it is irrational behavior that is being exhibited more and more and more in in all over the world, which makes me believe it's part of something bigger than just the conservative or the Republican or whatever you want to call them, or patati or patata. I think there is, I just see a transition. Things are becoming more unstable. And I think when something is becoming more unstable, it is more prone to change. The status quo basically is falling apart, which gives room to something new. And you have the youth movement, you know, seems to be more active and more controversial controversial therefore more publicized so it's more in a public eye like Greta Thunberg I think it's her name uh, who have those voices who are frustrated about the political apathy of their uh, respective society and who want more we'll see what hap- what will happen with that I'm curious you know because it's all about momentum. There's a, I don't know what that is. A very old, very well-kept truck. Anyhow. So, you know, the, if they can build momentum, if they can really garner and get to that critical point, then it will make the change inevitable. But it's not the first time those things have happened. So... Some people talk about the 60s being the reason why that conservative movement emerged in the United States as a reaction to it. So, you know, is it too strong? Is that movement too strong? 
will it therefore create its nemesis and, and, and feed it at the same time? Adam was actually there was an he had some interesting stuff that he was saying. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to him. His actually British accent was making me think of uh, Australian, so I think I'm confused about the English accent, the British accent. Anywho, but you know, the more you you resist something, the more you empower it, the more you keep it alive. And uh, how to you know, to transform something. A belief would go along the line of, you don't fight against it. You will always lose. An eye for an eye and a whole world goes blind. If you play the game, it plays, then you're playing hit game. And you've lost. But at the same time, I'm actually, I'm not really that vested in what I'm saying because I'm not an activist. I, I don't, I'm not really a believer in activism. To me, I, I just don't see it. But again, that, that's, not, that's not a value to me. You know, I keep up, I keep up for, for a while now with the news daily. Of course, that's in Spanish, so I can, I get to practice my listening skills and then my, uh, my fluency. Yeah, is that even a word in English? Fluency? I'm fluent. Yeah, fluent. Fluency. So sure. Oh, there it is. Fluent. Okay. <coughs> That's the word I was looking for the other day. But, uh, well, not, not, not only I don't go too far with it because, you know, how much of it is kind of what I would call so-called entertaining on the news and how much of it is actually interesting on an informational level. I don't find much to be that interesting. You know, the whole thing about interviewing locals, about their little experience, about how the lava in Palma is affecting them. And it's, of course, those things are happening. Of course, it's going to be horrible for being, what, close to 1,000 houses, I guess, by now, which, which have been destroyed. The life of the people, the life on the island, their home. Of course, it's going to be. But... Is it, is it really useful? Is it really, does it really add up? Does it really bring to the light something that was not known before? <laughs> the human element, the human drama. <gasps> yeah, let's put a face on, on that person who lost a house or whose neighbor or, or what, or how much they've lost and how they feel. To me, that's not news. To me, that's not news. It's not information. So that's another thing I do have. Uh, I am more than skeptical, you know. I listen to it, but I take it with a grain of salt, a big grain of salt. Because I just don't, I don't see something serious. And of course, that is completely individual, that it's completely selfish. It has to do about my development, about where I see myself, uh, what is important to me, you know, not, not so much uh, the society where I live. And uh, I don't feel either that it's helping that on that scale, but even more so at my own level. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about other things. I'm curious about, you know, to develop more inner peace, to uh, 
to increase awareness about <clears throat> obstacles, about behaviors that I keep engaging into that are not producing results, but somehow I'm not able to get out of it and I keep repeating it. So those things to me are very valuable. And that I never, those things which are the most important to me, I never see them in the news. Because if I did, I would be glued to the TV. And of course, one of my hobbies, which is food and nutrition, if there were some things about that, uh, like what happened with meat when in one of the department, I'm not sure which one it was, uh, one of the spokesmen, one of the politicians basically made a statement in effect of eating less meat. And Sanchez counter. Uh, not too long after, and saying that he loved to have a piece of meat on his plate, on his plate. And of course, in a social, cultural, political context, some of that makes sense. It's a big part of uh, Spanish culture, and uh, you know there, there are many, many factors there. But that was interesting to me. That got my attention, and I looked up for a little more on it, uh, to some extent. But I really. I rarely find anything of value uh, in the news. So, I don't know, it, it feels to me like the news is not even an accurate title. I don't know what you would call it, but uh, when I think of news, I think of something, yeah, which is more pragmatic. Anyway, but that's, that's for me. So, on a rather flat terrain, today's going to be a short day, uh, and actually tomorrow I think as well. I think I will stay in Astorga tomorrow, which again, it's going to be two short distance days. Uh, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I don't want to not walk, so I don't want to be one day without walking. But the idea of uh, around four hours for the next couple of days... It sounds good, and uh, definitely fed the body. A little tired yesterday. Uh, feels good now. You know, I still have that shoulder. Haven't been able to find a, a massage therapist. There was one where I stayed, but uh, it, who actually is the owner of the place? But he went back to Alicante because of the slowdown of the traffic, and so. Yeah, body, I feel the body tired. I have at least uh, one month, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, in the next two, three weeks, uh, I will be making contact about the winter, you know, to make sure everything is still all good to go, nothing happened, everything is fine, which I'm sure it is. If not, I would have been contacted. But also to try to find out as I go, as I get a clearer picture about how far I am, how far I have to go, what, what the accommodations look like. Because uh, there is a possibility, also when I start on Via de la Plata, uh, because in September in 2019, I had two or three times where I was the only one in the albergue. So being COVID, a COVID year, being one month later, it is a possibility too that I may have a bunch of quiet, um, alone time 
in those albergues, which is that turned out to be the case, that possibly would, would change my stand on um, once those places close to look for pension or hostels. Uh, and though more expensive, still feasible. Still feasible to be able to keep walking. So, and that, of course, depending on how the body feels, uh, you know, whether my, my pace and what I've been doing is sustainable. So it's like, it's okay. It's okay one way or the other. It's okay to take a bus or train and then call it a day or to, yeah, to walk as far as I can toward Hein, which would mean in Merida uh, branching off and going to a Camino, which is more than likely even less travel than the Via de la Plata. It just links with it in Merida, north of Sevilla. But anywho, that's kind of my life, you know. As, uh, as fall is setting in, this part of the country, the corn is still up, but the leaves are turning yellow, so getting ready for harvest. So, you know, days are shortening. Um, one more month of, uh, yeah, later morning for that light to pop up and earlier in the afternoon for it to vein. And uh, still feeling good? Obviously, yes, you know, still moving forward. You know, nothing else I would rather do right now, nowhere else I would rather be. So. It's not even a question of being happy versus sad. It's like, this is my life. This is it. Uh, yeah, th there is no debate. You know, but I, I am enjoying walking. I really do. Uh, and in a way, too, I enjoy that packing. <laughs> even though uh, in the first couple of hours, it's really uh, playing an act on my... Uh, uh, shoulder, my left shoulder, and even though I don't feel anything when I do my yoga stretches every morning, it feels just fine. Mobility, flexibility, there is no effect in a range of motion, but there is that kind of little shooting pain from deep in it. So I'm hoping to find a deep tissue uh, massage person, massage therapist, to uh, I guess physiotherapist is what uh, you would call them in Spain to maybe help uh, fix that kink. Anyhow, I think that's enough. Yeah. Is there anything else, Anthony, you would like to say? Uh, anything else? Oh, yeah, I lost. I had uh, this pink mascarilla, this face mask that I had found. That was very, very cute. And I lost it yesterday. So it was very light. Anyway, it was, uh, you know, uh, almost felt like you could breathe more. But uh, I lost this one. But I still had the one uh, uh, Pilar made me, which was very fancy, actually. You could actually put a filter inside the mask that she saw it for me. Well, she didn't saw it for me. She made it, and then she gave it to me. And uh, it was a little warm in the summer because it was double layered. So it was kind of like, kind of rough. But uh, now being the fall, I'm sure it'll be just perfect. So I have that. 
And uh, one of the pilgrims in Salamanca had given me uh, one of his because he was really trying to get me to wear my mask more, uh, which is understandable. So I'm good. I'm still covered when it comes to to the mask, but uh, I backtracked my pass yesterday, so I have no idea. Uh, I'm wondering, maybe in, in a bus station, because I don't remember using it after that. The chapstick was in the same place, but uh, what else do I have in my pocket, actually? Chapstick, face mask, oh, and my... Uh, my earbuds. So those three things are there. And maybe wiggling in my pockets, I may have uh, pushed it closer to the edge and it fell out. Regardless, it was a little sad because I really enjoyed, I really like pink. And I was really glad when I found that mask. But anywho, on this very uh, straight, straight road for you could say miles, this one is going to be. So it's asphalt, I'm on the road. Uh, French is definitely uh, in that way compared to the north. Uh, I think you have more and more asphalt. But I am not that bothered by it because if I wanted to do a hiking, hiking, I wouldn't be doing the Camino. There are a lot of beautiful trails you can do. Uh, I would almost dare to say in almost all the countries where you can really be in nature. But you do get some of that on the Camino, and you get the other stuff as well. So I have, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bothered. It can be tiring to be on the asphalt, but uh, I have no problem with it. Anyway, folks, I will leave you at that. We'll talk soon. And uh, buen Camino, love, peace, and home.